All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Can you see Did you The puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice, at arm's length. To the line, Hughes scores! In this existence, take you to the sun. First career NHL goal, Quinn Hughes makes it 1-0. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in at Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at Zephyr Epic. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic.com if you choose to shop online. And if you do, you can enjoy free shipping Canada-wide on any order over 50 Dollars. They also have a retail location in Surrey. Be sure to go check them out on social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, whatever it is. Zephyr Epic has got you covered for all of your trading card needs. And hey, those new uh, Upper Deck series coming out. Series 1 is coming out soon uh, for the 2023-24 NHL season. So we're going to have some packs there. And you've got a pack. Uh, working remotely today, David Guadrelli along with Chris Faber um, 
for Canucks Conversation. We're going to be joined by Wyatt Arndt as well, but I was told I was hosting this show alone today, so I had all this stuff planned, and then last minute, Faber swoops in. How'd your suit fitting go? Was it your suit that you actually got to try on today? Uh, just the pants for me. Just uh, the pants I had to put together again uh, and get the, the check on the hemming. Is that what it is? The hem? Mm. Like the pant hem? Yeah. Martin uh, yeah. Nietzsche? How do you say this guy's name? Nikas? Nichash? No, Nichas. I don't know about that. Uh, but uh, anyways, a little special card. I don't even know what card this isn't is. It? No, is it, oh, it's Nichas, isn't it? Why do I not know this? Anyways, cool looking card, little sideways one there. Um, yeah, suit fitting went good, uh, and it was quicker than... I wasn't going to make it because my brother was supposed to go in at one thirty. He texted me. He said, uh, I'm outside at 11. I said, all right, you're supposed to be there at 1. He said, you think I can get in there early? I said, yeah, we're already in here at uh, 11 o'clock, so... Was able to make it. I'm excited about that. So that's uh, that's fun stuff. I wanted to get something out here. You know when we fall off the rails a little bit on this show? Happens mm-hmm. often. Normally at the end of the show. I was. Do you think it's just us laughing? Like, do you think? Uh, I think a lot of people who listen to podcasts are probably just like, God, shut up. Like you know, just like uh, the old stick to sports thing. So I, I would. I know Aaron laughs. Aaron's on our vibe here with the with the jokes or however we fall off the rails on the show anyways but i think a couple people in the chat lab there's a certain times where you and i are the only people laughing though that has to happen like often when we fall off the rails here in person i don't think there's anything wrong with that no i think look if we're laughing someone else out there is laughing even if it is just aaron who i didn't mention technical producer uh is aaron bordado Stanch is already here. We're being told by Aaron that Stanch is just sitting in the background. I just told him to come at 1.15. Um, we'll, we'll get to Stanch, but let's start in Abbotsford, Chris, because tonight the Vancouver Canucks welcomed the Seattle Kraken to the Abbotsford Center for what we originally thought was going to be a pretty NHL-looking lineup against the Seattle Kraken in the Canucks' fifth of six preseason games. So, talk it saying yeah games four through six we're gonna have an nhl lineup get the guys ready to go they did quinn hughes in some promotional material today they put something out that had jt miller on it uh can we get the graphic up aaron the tweet from imac um of the guys who are going to be absent so elias Patterson missed practice on monday and tuesday so we weren't expecting him in this game talk it said yesterday that he wasn't going to play in this game but that was because he had a cold now we're seeing Quinn Hughes, Ian Cole, Noah Juleson, JT Miller, Teddy Bluger, Phil DiGiuseppe, Connor Garland, Ilya Mikheyev, and Thatcher Demko will not be making the trip to Abbotsford. And before anybody asks, I am being told that this is not anything. These players aren't sick, uh, is, is what I'm told. This is not anything to do because everybody's throwing out, oh, maybe they got sick. No, I'm be, I, I was told you know, by a source with the team that these players aren't sick. That's not what's happening here. It seems that it's just like... Rick Tockett wanting to change up the lineup a bit, give these guys a bit of a rest. Maybe not, um, I don't know, maybe all this by committee talk got Tockett thinking that, okay, Quinn Hughes is probably going to have to play a lot this season. Let's not make this an 84, 86 game yeah. schedule for him that's instead what, of 82. That's the only sickness that's spreading. It's the committee through the Vancouver Canucks. Now the forward lines are getting it. The defense are getting it. But it is it is good to showcase, I think. I don't think it's the worst thing to take away from NHL players. Obviously, you'd like to see Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes if you're heading out to the game in Abbotsford. But the thing about the good folks out in Abbotsford they appreciate the Abbotsford Canucks, and they're going to get a handful of them uh, today as well. As we saw, the Canucks called up. Check me if I'm wrong here, Quads, because I've been out five players. Five players, six, six players in total, one of them being Archer Seelaws, right? Who I think is going to back up Casey DeSmith tonight. Okay. I want to get the list up here just to double-check. I believe Archie Baines was one of them. Talk me through the other ones here. Philip Johansson, Max Sasson, Atu Ratu, Linus Carlson, uh, Baines, and Seelaws, who we mentioned already. So pretty much expecting them in the lineup here tonight. And I tried to throw together a lineup here, like in my little pregame thing that I wrote for Canucks Army. I tried to throw together a little bit of a lineup just to see what it might look like. And look, I, I was I was having trouble because basically the Canucks aren't sending their top six. And Aaron, if we could pull it up, um, the guys that I'm seeing that look like they're going are Anthony Beauvillier and Andre Kuzmenko. Jack Stadnika was centering that line at practice the last couple of days in Louis Patterson's absence. But then all of a sudden we're looking at like Dakota Joshua, Pia Suter, and Brock Besser as your second line. And then from there, obviously, it's kind of um, weak throughout. And yeah, like, I just, I don't know. I, I do feel bad for some of the fans in Abbotsford who have been very vocal uh, on Twitter about this, that they said, look, I paid 
upwards of $60. I think the cheapest ticket I saw on Ticketmaster was like $55. Some people paid over $100 to go see this lineup that isn't that doesn't have JT Miller. It doesn't have Elias Pettersson. It doesn't have Quinn Hughes. And it doesn't have Thatcher Demko. I understand if you're upset. Like, think about it this way, Chris. If you're from, like, Hope or Chilliwack, you, you don't often come out to these games, right? And you come out and, you you know, you got your kids with you, whatever, and you say, ah, we're going we're gonna to see these guys because the head coach has been saying that, yeah, this is going to be a very close to NHL lineup for these final games. And they make their cuts. Like, that, that was the thing. It wasn't just that these guys were still sitting around and they, they, they could go in the lineup and blah, blah, blah. It was the fact that those players got cut and then recalled, I understand why people are upset about it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Like, I'm sure Talkit has his reasons, and I'm sure there are good reasons. Like we said, you don't want Quinn Hughes to have an 86-game schedule. Uh, you could put Pedersen, Miller, all those guys in that same conversation. But I understand. I understand why people are upset. If you bought tickets, you know, and having this advertised as a, this is your chance to go see Quinn Hughes, all these guys, I understand if people are upset. It's a, it's a crappy situation. Sure. I think, uh, you know, everybody would like to watch Quinn Hughes play in person. So I get where you're coming from. I saw tickets available today, 4650 hours. Uh, you can get to the building. Oh, they that. went down. I look, um, I looked this morning before the announcement. I was looking. The cheapest one was 51. Yeah. So you can get in under 50 bucks, but still, I mean, you're going to get a lot of NHL players here, but you're right. I mean, you're not getting the top pairing. You're not getting the top six. Uh, you are going to be missing quite a few, but I think it's a good little preparation game. And it still feels like it's not necessarily a road game, but it's not necessarily a home game for the Vancouver Canucks anyways. Uh, uh, but I'm expecting it to be a pretty solid uh, solid match here with the Kraken in town as they're kind of closing out their preseason as well. You're going to see some guys. Like, I I think this one might be – I don't think we've really seen a goalie split aside from the 10 nothing game, but I don't think that was scheduled to be a split. But you might see some C-Lovs tonight, right? He's going to be a starter out there in Abbotsford this season. You'll probably get a run of C-Lovs, not just to Smith. Um, so I think that's one of the things that will be interesting to watch. How do both those goalies play against the exact same team with the exact same roster in front of them? You know, Seelovs has already been sent down. He's been recalled, I guess, uh, for this game is kind of the way that it seems like it's playing out here. But it'll be nice to watch Seelovs play in front of the home crowd. I know that for sure. I thought it was a little interesting that Vasily Pud Colson was left out of the call-up. That was, but yeah. I also saw a video today of Abbotsford training camp kicking off in Chilliwack. Pud Colson's on the ice with the Sedins. The Sedins are on the ice out there in Chilliwack. Hey, I uh, I get it. Like, I, I get why the Canucks wouldn't want him in that in that game, I understand it. So I do see some people yeah. in here. They they are uh, asking about, or they were they were answering my question that I asked earlier. Some people do laugh. L Jim says you're producing an absurd amount of content, and it's ninety nine percent good. What's the one percent? What's the, I want to? Uh, I'm curious. The one maybe it is when we fall off the rails. <laughs> no, no, come on, people love that. No, could be our might be our betway bets. I've been blowing those pretty hard lately. I got a good one today, though. I got a really good betway bet today. Those good folks over there. Betway. Have they not been hitting lately? No, nothing's been. Hit. Well, I'm doing a lot of futures here, right? I just think I always I keep just taking that that whole segment and completely ramming that train into a just into a brick wall. Like it's been a it's been a bad segment the last little bit here. Hey, the other thing that uh, noted today, Cal Foot. Did you see this as well? I said I think you put it in the outline. I did. Uh, Cal Foot, twenty yeah. four year old. Six foot four, right shot defenseman, son of Adam Foot, on waivers. Huh? I mean, hey, he was a, do you feel better about Cal Foot than Cole McWard? Maybe. Like I, I would think probably. So. I think I would. But think do that you way. want coach's kid dynamics? Yeah, with yeah, like, and he's playing on the top pairing, of course. And man, I did a quick. I didn't run it actually through the dog ratings, but I just I looked at all the numbers that I had to that I would throw into the dog rating. Cal Foot's got some dog in him. Like just from looking at the uh, the dog, the quick numbers of the dog. Right? I have to do the full calculation to figure it out, and I'd have to watch ten games to get the eye test uh, side of it as well. But just a quick look at it, he's got some dog in him. I was quickly looking for this. This was from the off season. Dollywall was on Sikaris and Price, and he said, "I checked in to see if the Canucks would have interest, and was told this will not be a fit. Having a player with the dad on his staff is an awkward situation. Cal Foot is not going to happen." in vancouver hey i'm just gonna say it when that quote came out ethan bear was healthy oh just saying Uh, also dolly wall we should also mention had a report on donnie and dolly today that four or five teams are in on ethan bear he's not in any rush to sign a contract we'll see what that is i think a lot of us kind of had it as okay well the Canucks are definitely going to sign him at some point i don't think that changes anything uh dolly wall even said he was talking to the agent so no, you know, no surprise that the agent would say, yeah, there's there's multiple teams interested. No surprise. 
Um, but just something interesting to note because we just talked about it. And hey, you said no first pair. You're not going to see the top pair out in Abbotsford. Yeah. Cole McWard's playing, baby. I think Cole McWard's in the lineup tonight. So you're going to see half of the Canucks uh, top pair in I, a way. I did find it a little interesting that Philip Johansson was the one to get recalled instead of, you know, maybe Nikita Hirose or one of these other guys that there maybe was pretty like Philip Johansson wasn't really close to making this team, right? I don't think he was projected going into training camp to be one. Definitely didn't show extremely well in training camp to make you think, oh, like maybe this guy should be an NHLer. Uh, I thought there maybe would be like a, a little bit of a different opportunity for one of the other defensemen, but I, I, I guess we'll see what happens. Phil Johansson, I think, is going to score a lot of goals in the AHL at least, anyway, so that's good. And he's the one defenseman that got called up. But the other guy, like Max Sasson, Archie Baines, I, I like them getting this opportunity. Like, how much did we talk about on the last couple shows here, or just over the weekend, chit chatting you and I? Like, it would have been nice to see some of these guys get a little bit more of a run. So a couple of them are like I. I don't think it's. I, I understand by the the ticket buying person who's going out to Abbotsford and wanted to see Quinn Hughes and Elias Patterson. I get. I get where you're coming from from that way. But like, I do want to see Arshdeep Baines in one more eight like preseason game with NHL players. I do want to see Max Sass, and I think he's been great so far. Um, so I, I got no problem with the uh, the group that you're going to see out there. And, and Atu Ratu, right? Like he looked good. Linus Carlson's going to play yeah. some NHL games this year probably as well. So I, I actually have no problem. From a hockey perspective, from a ticket buying and experiencing and wanting your kids to see Quinn Hughes and you, you brought up the thing, you live out in Hope or you live out there, whatever. Uh, it is a little bit unfortunate to not get the most exciting NHL lineup, but you know, you're getting a decent group here. And I like the fact that these guys are going to get one more game. I think they're deserving of it. All the guys on that list, aside from, I hate to just like single them out like this, but like aside from Phil Johansson, the rest of these guys I think should deserve another preseason game. So I'm happy with the list right there. And sorry to Philip, he's a good dude. Lucas Forcell's best buddy. Okay, let's get to it. Let's get to the man of the hour. I'm curious what he's wearing. Uh, maybe some sunglasses. I don't know. I, I haven't seen him. So news to me, whatever he's wearing, the man of the hour, uh, Wyatt Arndt. I knew it. I, I, I knew it. He's got his Buffalo Bills. Is that a hat or two? You just got a back That's a hat. On? Full yeah. hat today, boys. Ooh, I yeah. kind of want to Uncle match. Uncle Stanchi. I can match the vibe us. a little bit here. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, Faber's going to match the vibe. There we go. Okay. There we go. There it is. Yeah, yeah. That's some Bret Hart I'm vibe. I'm frantically like that, looking around for something. I don't think yeah. I have any on me. So I'm going <laughs> to be the only could. one in this interview not wearing. Oh my gosh, Faber. Those, the green screen, man. You Hell just, yeah, you brother. Like you're out of Tron. <laughs> Just wanna, I just want to okay. apologize. John Hamm's in the background here. It's been a really busy day, so uh, he's going to be quiet, though. He promised he wouldn't talk much. So, again, sorry, boys. It's the lifestyle I live. So. Yeah, understandable. Stanch, how you Why doing, are... man? People are very excited that you're jumping on the show here. I don't think you did a hit with us last year. Too busy chatting with celebs. But uh, how's the offseason been, man? What are, how are things? Uh, offseason's good because I, I always tell people when I was, you know, coming up watching hockey how much um, I hated the offseason. I want hockey back right away. But now that I, I work for a living, I love offseason. It's just a nice kind of way to kind of calm down and not be burnt out. So, but I'm excited. Even just doing a little bit of the, the last preseason game was kind of fun having everyone get together. And beginning of the season is kind of full of hope and optimism, and no one's really yelling at each other too much yet before we devolve into the, the usual anarchy that is Canucks Twitter. So, right now it's a little bit nice. Everyone's kind of waiting to see. And last season, the vibe was really honestly, it was pretty 
shitty because everyone was like, oh, it just felt bad, you know, with Buddha. Everyone didn't know what was going on. We knew, we knew it was going to be a bad season. This year, you know, I'm, you know, perfect plan aside. Um, it just feels a bit better. Like there should be some more storylines that are good. I know the, the Pedersen thing's hanging over everyone, but other than that, it feels like it should be kind of a, a bit of a better vibe than what we saw last season. So I'm looking forward to that. Wyatt, we have a new layout. I don't know if you saw our old layout because you never came on our show, but what can people expect from the Stanchies this year? Because there's a lot of new listeners on this show, a lot of new people from Canucks Army. And I feel like the number one demographic that doesn't understand the Stanchies is Canucks Army readers and commenters. Uh, so what can people expect from the Stanchies this year? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, you know, my stanchies are very unique in that sense, and I have a lot of weird jokes. But we're going to go back to the well a bit because Botch obviously started this whole thing, and he, you know, was famous for kind of giving the whole overall scope of what was going on around the team and stuff that happened. So working with Faber, because Faber, again, I always say is one of the best scrum guys I've ever seen. He's going to get the dirt. He's going to talk to the players on off days, game days. We're trying to get that into the stanchies. So when you read about it, it's not just about the game itself, what kind of what's going on around the team. It's so we're going to try and get a bit more insight from the players. So last season, honestly, it felt like I just wanted to hit the ground running and kind of like get a whole season under my belt with Canucks Army. This season now, we've got Cody, I think, and Lachlan are going to kind of come to their own. They're kind of make it their own. And then we're going to get favor involved, kind of giving us the, the, what the players are thinking and kind of get, you know, a bit more insight from them. And, you know, it's a bit tough, obviously, with COVID. Kind of, it's limited how, like in the old days, man, it really was cool. You go to the locker room and you kind of pull a player to the side. You could talk to them. It was a lot easier to kind of get the groundwork for that sort of stuff. It's a bit tougher now with, you know, with the restrictions that haven't coolly come off yet with the renovations at Roger Arena. So favor's got his work cut out for him. But if anyone can do it, I think it's favor not to put too much pressure on you. But we're going to try and include a bit more of that. And kind of get a bit more of the overall scope of things and just uh yeah and have some have some stupid jokes talk about the games because when the season goes bad you know sometimes all you can do is laugh right so we kind of kind of what i always say is i want the stanchies to be like you're talking to your buddies about the game and you're having a bit of fun it's not the most formal article out there but i don't want to be formal obviously i'm not a formal guy so Absolutely. We see uh, Lisa in the chat here. All the gifts empty out that wallet of quads here. Absolutely that's what we do on the show or we at least mm-hmm. try to um Wyatt I gotta ask because one of my favorite things about Trust the Process was watching you and Bowman pick your boys. Can you give us a boy for this season? Do you have any front runners early? Because I know you wait till the regular season to really lock in on a boy. Who's your boys on the team so far? Who are some options? I am a sucker for those guys that produce the AHL that are like, you know, the quad AAA guys. And um, Will Landon, man, I don't know something about him. I think he's going to be good as a boy. Um, you know, obviously... Shen was my boy for the longest time to the point that, you know, when he left the team, he texted me, he said, thanks for the coverage. So I obviously wasn't that impartial, but <laughs> I do think we'll land into the next guy that I'm going to be, uh, but think about Shen here. I'm going to go, I'm going to go here. The thing about Shen was he was paid so little and did so much for that money. It's when you're, when your contract's huge, like, oh, yeah, he's going to be in Florida and probably have a decent season. Everybody's like, oh, so you told you. So I know it was always the contract. And that's the reality of a salary cap era. Like when you get paid a lot of money, people are going to need you to produce. So, that's what the, the beauty of the boys is. They don't get paid a lot, so they just have to produce, you know, just a little bit, and I'm going to love them. So I think Will Landon's the guy that I'm intrigued by to see what he can do. Why it's the subject of our Atlas Goods poll question today. What's the biggest thing, the biggest question still facing this team? Your options. I'm going to give you options, and you can always go with another other answer sure. if you want. Five-on-five five scoring. Will the by-committee defense work? What's the team's identity? And as always, I'm angry. Yeah, I'm going to go like, I'm not going to go with I'm angry, but it kind of relates to that a bit. I'm going to go for me, uh, JT Miller, honestly, for me, which JT Miller we're going to get. Because when he first joined the team, uh, I, he won this fan base over. Like he was, you know, forecheck harder than anyone. He backjacked. He was producing. Uh, the lot of lines still lives in infamy. Like JT Miller was like everything you could ask for and more. We've seen ups and downs with JT. Even like, you know, he he denied his inability to backcheck a couple of times. But once it hit national TV, finally he said, okay, maybe I could have backchecked a bit harder. Uh, so we're going to see, you know, he's yelled at teammates. You know, he's, you know, like this, he is, he's Rip Wheeler, right? He's the guy that like, you know, kind of like Ryan Kessler, like you love, like he, that's who he is, right? You live and die with that kind of player that he kind of, he's either that emotion that, you know, you may not like. It also is what powers him to be a good player. So I'm really intrigued just kind of with, uh, you know, Quinn Hughes leadership. And because the worst thing you want to have is like Quinn Hughes is your new captain. And then, like, game two, JT Miller's throwing a tantrum. That's going to undercut Quinn Hughes. It's going to bring questions. Like, that will take the spotlight put on JT. So I think for him, like, and I, and I think to talk his credit, he's going to, he's been on top of that. Like, that can't be what you're doing. But I am intrigued to see if that slips out a bit and see what he does and see what kind of JT Miller we get. Talk me through McGruff, the crime dog, your boy, Cole McWard as well. He, I thought he might be a guy that you liked off the top because he's playing with Quinn Hughes. He's not making a lot of money. I'm gonna. I gotta get some photos of him leaving the game or coming into the game today because we're gonna see if he's in full detective mode today. I'm talking about Cole McWard. 
Um, your thoughts on him, I guess, starting the season, and I think we're at that point now where we can start to really have a discussion about it, like as Quinn Hughes' partner and the top-pairing guy on the right side with the Canucks' defenseman, who a lot of people are hoping is going to be a strong kind of talking point here in the conversation about the Norris, might be starting the season with Cole McWard this year. Your thoughts on uh, McWard and the spot that he's at right now? I mean, I wanted to make it just for the the nickname alone. I want to have the crime dog in the statues because <laughs> I know the chaos draft might not be here for too long, so I need another really banger of a, of a nickname. I'm surprised as anyone. Like, I, you're right. He is a perfect boy candidate. This guy coming to nowhere. Um, obviously, you're anytime someone projects the, the team, there's always like, you know, those four guys in the NHL that everyone's like, yeah, they're top four D-man. You're like, no, every team has these guys. It just doesn't work out that way. Like, even going back in time to wingers and stuff, I remember like Jesse Schultz for the Canucks where Dave knows like, this guy's going to be a 40-goal scorer with the Sedins, and he lasted one game. Um, I'm not suggesting that's going to happen to McWard, but it is surprising that he's got that spot. I think, obviously, in a perfect world, do you want a more established guy with Ben Hughes, but with his committee defense, I can see maybe that's kind of a plug-and-play situation. I don't know how long it's going to last. Like, I'm not trying to be too cynical. Obviously, they're just going to see what works, and I'm excited to see how it goes. But, yeah, I just... When it comes to picking a boy, I just will land it. I can't get over that that AHL production. I just, I mean, I just think like for puck movement, like I just don't know how many times we've seen a guy come up into the team as a defenseman and they just can't do anything with the puck. Like you know, they're getting pressure, they can't get the puck in the zone, and, and puck movement is so important in today's game. And um, I mean, I'm not trying to, to trash the crime dog, but I just, I just will land it to me. I think just has those skills that like can kind of maybe make him acclimate to the NHL a, a bit quicker. So that's the guy I want to see the most. Why? What did you make of the? by committee comment from Talkit when he was explaining it and all that sort of stuff. Like, what did you make of all that? Talkit's fun because he does. He, like, like he's his coaching style is a lot, uh, not a lot, but very kind of similar to Travis Green. It really is. They share lots of similarities. They're friends. I'm sure they compare notes. But Talkit's a very different talker than Green. Green is always very kind of, <laughs> we always make kind of make fun of his little, like, laughing at Drance. It's a good question. You know, it's a hard league to win in. Like, he kind of had, he was very guarded right you couldn't get much from travis green and talking i think he maybe it was because he's on tv or there's a personality is a bit more open um it could be problematic in this market because we kind of pick things apart to no end so i'm wondering if he'll ever get him in trouble but i think he owns it in a way that kind of i always tell people when like roberto luongo figured out this market it's about not getting too razzled right just like just own it like whatever it was whatever and like as long as you kind of admit and kind of do the the m&m like make fun of yourself before they do you'll be fine so i think talk actually will do okay with this market Committee by defense, honestly, he's just kind of saying what I think we're all seeing. Like, there's this is a new defense. There's nothing set in stone. There's so many new additions here. Like, that actually, it all makes perfect sense to me. Like, yeah, I have no issue with that. I like his approach. Like, that's it's way better than him kind of being like so tight lipped and guarded as if like national secrets are about to get out. Like, clearly, the defense is going to be, you know, a work in progress to start the season. I think the interesting thing about by committee is like, this isn't like an even distribution between the committee as well. Like, you're going to see a lot of time with Cole McWard, you're going to see a lot with Ronick, but. You know, you're not getting five minutes of Tyler Myers and Quinn Hughes. Like, that's, I think, people see that quote and they think, what, you're just going to rotate Quinn Hughes? Like, no, that's not how it's going to go, man. You're going to see a ton of minutes with McWard. Um, we saw it on Saturday getting a chance for Heronic and, and Hughes to kind of bounce together after a penalty kill, those type of situations. So we'll have to see uh, how that committee thing goes. But I, I think it's kind of where the Canucks are at, right? Like, that's kind of what the defense core looks like. And they have done a pretty decent job changing it, especially since this new management group came in. But... That's just the way I look at it. Why I'm thinking like they kind of have to go by committee. They're it's not like you want to roll and really commit to Cole McWard as your top pairing right D to start the season. As good as he looks coming into the arena, that's a hard thing to bet on. Yeah, I think you know locking into anything would be a bit ridiculous. And like he was like, no man, Cole McWard's the guy for the entire season. Like that's never going to happen anywhere. I think again, this is just speaks to the honesty that talk is giving us. Like no, mm-hmm. it's going to be a fluid process. We're going to see who's going to work. Like. Any anytime you bring in a bunch of new guys, you got to figure out what you've got because preseason's great, but once regular season hits, it's a completely different game. So we're gonna see what's happening. Like my main concern with the defense, honestly, is always comes down to like puck movement. And like is that and that guy keeps saying today's initial game, like Quinn Hughes stands out because he's an elite guy that can move the puck. Not everyone has to be Quinn Hughes, but you we've seen countless guys come to the Canucks in the recent years that just like they get the puck and they can't make a good outlet pass. They can't get like all it is like off the boards and outs. So you're giving up the puck position all the time. So for me, you know, Carson Susie could be a good guy, could be another Luke Shen, but you want to see guys that can move the puck because I think end of the day when teams are pressuring you, you've got to be able to get out of your zone and kind of struggle with that. And I, I'm most interested to see kind of how these guys come together in terms of just like transitioning the puck because that's going to be a huge part of, of any success they have. I don't know if you've been in the arena since the changes. I guess the one that we've seen is the seats uh, in that special, you know, you got a lot of money section as well as the new scoreboard that's up there. The scoreboard I've seen in person, it looks excellent. Um, your thoughts of, uh, I guess, the changes that are, I don't know if we're on phase two quads. You're the, you're the smart guy here. Phase two or three of five or something. The phases are happening. 
and the seats sound like they're changing as well. Your, your thoughts on the changes that we've seen so far, Wyatt? Yeah, it feels like the Canucks have kind of fallen behind. They used to be cutting edge. Remember, Rodriguez first came here. I was like, yeah, Canucks are like, you know, right there. And it's, you know, they were like last in the league in a lot of categories in terms of upgrades. So it's nice to see it kind of uh, getting the upgrades. For me, obviously, uh, a neutral color for the seats just makes sense. Like the maroon colors, like, I get it. You're excited about the Orca jersey. <laughs> That's a shitty color. They look, look like trash. They look like old porn seats. They're dirty. They're disgusting. Nobody likes those seats. No one has like those seats. So anything that gets rid of stuff from the messy area, that's a good thing for me. And black just looks slick. And I'll look at the skate jersey. Like if they want to switch jersey colors, black is good, right? Like you can't go wrong. So it's kind of nice to to see that because there is like we've heard the stories. There's rats at the arena, like the old scoreboard. Like it's just it's nice to kind of get that upgrade to the arena and make it feel like because if you're spending again to the point you're bringing earlier, like when you're spending a lot of money on a game, like you want to feel like you're getting that next level experience, right? And and the Canucks kind of needed to upgrade, so it's good that it's finally going that direction. All right, final one here. We'll let you go on this one. Yesterday, Frank Valley's on the show, and uh, Quads asked for a prediction. Frank said that the Phillies were going to win 4-1. to one. Yesterday, later in the day, the Phillies end up winning 4-1. So we found there's some sort of magical potion here on this show for predictions. Give us something for this season, Wyatt, and then we're going to circle back to this in about, I don't know, five, six months from now and see if this amazing prediction came true in the same way that Franks did yesterday. Just, like, out of nowhere, predicting a perfect score in a baseball game. How tough is that? Floor is yours, Wyatt. Give us a solid prediction for the season here that you want to come true. I did it for Cody's article. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go even harder. Kuzmanko's getting 50 goals. Mm. Looking at it now, he's going to regress a little bit, just a, just a tad, but he's still hitting 50. I'm calling it. He's going to fly. That guy is coachable. He's been working out. He's going to want, he loves scoring more than anyone in the world. Uh, I'm calling it 50 goals right now. Get back to me when it happens. I love it. I think uh, we got, I forgot quads. We have to add the drop of Kuzmenko imitating Pod Colson's baby. Um, I have the oh, audio okay. for that. Uh, we do need to get that drop uh, back. Wyatt, appreciate you joining uh, the show here. Stanchi's game one, right? We're talking regular season gets going. We'll have it next, I guess, a week from today. Uh, so quads, yes. get ready. You're staying up late again, man. I'm good with it. All right. Well, Wyatt, thank you uh, so much for joining us here. Anything else you want to close out with before we get going a week away from our first statue? So we're all excited about that. No, I, I like it's obviously biased, but I've I've been loving, loving working with Canucks Army. I do think we're going to bring the best content you can get around. Like honestly, the you've seen other people kind of backed off the local content, and the industry is a, a tough one at the best of times. But I think Canucks Army has stepped up in a huge way, and I, I love the team we have here. So I honestly like I cannot wait to to show people what we got from this season. Absolutely. Taking it up a level, I think, as well. So we're excited for this year. And uh, I'm working on that Google Drive. I got a Google Doc going, but I don't the know. Drive. What, yeah, send, got, me the, send me the Google Drive. I, the, I mean, come on, brother. I, I mean, it doesn't look great. <laughs> I was going to say, I, look, I should get an Excel sheet going or something. I feel more comfortable on there. Anyways, it is in the it is out there already. It just looks horrible. So we'll get that your way and uh, start getting some quotes. Excited to work together and, and make that happen this year. So uh, thanks for joining us here, Wyatt. Appreciate it. Thanks, boys. Have a good rest of the show. There he is, Uncle Stanchy joining the show here. Uh, I guess I could take these off now. I don't know. You can't tell. I'm looking at like I like can look at the screen. You can't see my eyes anymore. I don't love this. This is very off-putting for me. I mm. I don't like this. All right. you, you... I'll take it off. Yeah, I don't like that. No, it's good. You All right, like a DJ. <laughs> Quads, how excited are you to get back to editing uh, Stanchy's again? I know it's your favorite thing to edit. Oh, yeah, it's the best. I love staying up late, especially when I have to get up at the same time every morning to walk my dog. Um, that's going to be really fun. I we had a, I had a little preview of what it was going to be like this season when we first got Bert because I had him for the final month of the season. Those stanchies hardly got edited. I'll be honest. Those stanchies hardly got edited. I like ran through them with Grammarly. Anything Grammarly picked up, I also picked up. You do the command F, make sure there's no curse words in there, and then you fire it off. That was my strategy. And they it seemed to work last year, but no, I am going to be properly editing them this year. And we, uh, we should also mention... Well, was, quickly, sorry, go on. sorry well, the one thing, we got to start telling our guests here. It's a show for a family. You want to listen to this with your family. we got back-to-back days, S-bombs on the show from uh, from Wyatt and, and, and Frank. These guys, I tell you. Our high-ticket guests. I know, our no high-tickets get and you, we got to tell them, you, you can't be saying... we got kids in the car. Kids are no S bombs. No S bombs for the kids. We got hockey cards for the kids. No S bombs. <laughs> That'd be really funny if we were like, yeah, we'll bring hockey cards, but we're also bringing the S bombs. <laughs> if your kids are fine with us swearing on the show, they can have some hockey cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your kid just has to repeat the word. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> Don't come no, on. no, no, no. None of that. None Family of that. <laughs> um, what were we even talking about? Oh yeah, okay. Uh, I want to plug this. I want to plug this as well because uh, he just mentioned the Stanchies. Second game of the year, 
Cody, Cody Sievertson is going to be stepping in. I thought it was going to have to be me. I was really scared there for a second. But it's going to be Cody Sievertson jumping in uh, to do the stanchies. On that night, Cody is giving up his time, and he is going to miss the event at Greta. Bring it up, Aaron. Uh, we've got our event at Greta Bar. YVR going to be a ton of fun. We're going to – you're emceeing it. It's going to be so much fun. $10 tickets. We're outselling Oilers oh. Nation. Everybody's saying it. Hold on. Uh, the Canucks Army crew is coming out hot, and it is going to be very, very fun that night on the 14th, which is a Saturday. Canucks in Edmonton. I will also be in Edmonton. $2 hot dogs, $2 hot dogs, $6 Budweiser's, and $12 Army nachos. Okay, $2 hot dogs are amazing. That's that's probably the deal of the night. But I'm looking at Greta. I'm creeping on their Instagram page. You know what they got in there? Because they got the arcade games, right? That's the thing. It's an arcade uh, bar and street food. The good street food out there. $2 hot dogs. But I'm looking at the arcade stuff. They got a, an arcade machine that's just a bop it. It's got the four things. So the bo- you remember this? You ever? You might be too old. You're too young oh, yeah. for this. Now, too young for you. You guys had probably had bop it's on your computers when you were growing up. But we used to have it back in the day, the old bop it. And they got a, an arcade machine version of Bop It, so I'm excited. I'm just, you know what? I should, I'll be emceeing most of the night, but I also, I believe the tickets come with arcade vouchers as well. I believe I could be wrong on yep. that. I think it does. I think it comes with like a twenty. So you pay ten bucks, you get twenty dollars in arcade stuff. Uh, and I've been getting a lot of DMs from folks uh, who are coming as well. So I appreciate that. Uh, we're excited to see you next Saturday at the Canucks Army kickoff party. Let's give it our best shot this season, folks. So uh, excited for that. You'll catch we're me on the Bop We're hoping to have it. at least two or three of those this year so i'm hoping to come to one later because i i feel pretty i'm I'm a little upset that i have to miss out on this one but mm-hmm. it's okay duty calls yeah no and uh yeah aaron says he still has a bop it at his house right now that's good hey what kind of batteries that take there aaron just old double a's or what because it's got to take batteries uh that one does take double a batteries yeah uh, the good. one that i still use in my house is it like the, the classic exactly. one like classic, the it was like a straight one because they made a Bop It Extreme. That's what Claude's using the round one. That wasn't it. The old Bop It's was like a straight one. That was the one I, I used to. Well, I had both. I mm. had the old straight one. The one I currently still have is the Quads Generation. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Sort of a little curve on it, but Quads, I'm older than you, and I always forget that. <laughs> Aaron's a Bop It enthusiast, is what we're finding out all, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so I'm excited for that. They got the whole arcade machine. Like the I, I'm good at those. Those are my like. I'm not the smartest guy. I think people are probably aware of that by now. But uh, things that I'm really good at, super simple math. Not even super simple. Just like simple math when you, before you start putting letters in there. Really good at doing all that fast. You know this, Quads. you gotta, you got to pull out the calculator for your golf scores. That's a joke to me. Uh, and then remembering things in sequences, really good at that too. The bop that I used to be on. That and, and back in the day, they had this game. You were probably too young for this one again. Flappy Bird. You remember that? Of course, I remember Flappy. How young do you think I am? Dude, that you was were, like 2015. Dude, man. Mark Messier was a Canuck before you were bored, so I think you're pretty young, quads. <laughs> like, but the Flappy Bird game that I used to this is when I was managing the AW. I'd sit there and I'd be flapping and flapping. And fl- people would come up, can I get this? Give me, I'm, give me a second here. I'm at the front working, but I'm you know my score on Flappy Bird was ridiculous back on the old iPhone four. Yeah, and then that game got taken off the App Store. The poor creator was. That was a tough time for him. Anyways, okay. let's, I don't let's know move any on. Of that. I don't know any of that. Oh, no more Flappy Bird talk. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Uh, let's get to our poll question. Our poll question, as always, is brought to you by the great folks over at Atlas Goods. Go to atlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15. That will get you 15% off your first order of pop rinds. These are the best fresh pork rinds straight from your microwave or air fryer. I got I to gotta tweet it. I got to tweet the, the picture. But there was a Canucks Army commenter yesterday that commented on the article I wrote about the show, getting a new look and everything. He commented, he goes, love the show, uh, finally gave in and ordered those those pork rinds hey, you let's and go. Faber are always talking about. Me and the kids love them. And he, he said him and his kids are eating the pork rinds and they absolutely love them. It's a high-protein snack. Think about it. If you've got kids and you're trying to give them a snack, oh. You, no, no, no sugar. But no it's sugar. a fun one. It's a fun snack because they look at it and they're like, oh, look at these pellets going into the air fryer. They come out. It's like meat popcorn. Like what else could get you ask for? Get your kids for? some, get your kids, kids, if you're listening to this, get your parents to order you some uh, pop, pop rinds with uh, promo code CC15. Yeah. So what's the same day delivery too you're talking about last week on the show, right? Yeah. If you order before 3 p.m., same day delivery. Um, locally owned and operated out of Surrey, British Columbia. All right. Um. 
So yeah, good stuff. Full question. Yep. Full question. Let's go. Um, and Aaron, I previewed it a little bit. Aaron's mad at me again. He doesn't want to come back on the show here. So we don't know. Don't Aaron's, a tick, Aaron's a ticking time bomb over here. So keep an eye on producer. Let's bring Aaron, Aaron back. Let's no, bring no, Aaron no, 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 no. He doesn't <laughs> want to back in. No, 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 no. For those wondering what's going on, Aaron just shot us a little message in our private little chat here. He said, hey, guys, don't bring me back on. Someone from the office is in there and is on radio and needs to be quiet. So that's why we said, yeah, let's bring Aaron back on. Okay, our poll question. He's Thank at his wits end. Us up, Aaron. What's the biggest question you still have facing the Vancouver Canucks? This is the question I asked. Wyatt, Wyatt's answer was a little interesting. He went JT Miller. I got to be honest. I think we know what JT Miller we're getting. Like, I don't think... JT Miller regressed at any point under Tockett. I think he played a lot better under Tockett. I don't know. Like, is is there a point this season where they need to get JT Miller back on the rails? I don't really think so. Um, I, I think Tockett's kind of his baseline expectations get rid of the no back checking, the bad body language, that kind of stuff. Like, Tockett doesn't put up with that. So I don't think we're going to see that from JT Miller this year. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not too worried about JT Miller. Mm. Um the options on the poll, five on five scoring. Will the by committee defense work? What's the team's identity? And as always, I'm angry. I'm with the majority here, Chris. Mm. I went with will the by committee defense work? 62% of voters saying that, 23% say five on five scoring, 9% say what's the team identity, and 6% say they are downright angry. I went with will the by committee D work? Like, we talked about how it might work yesterday on the show. We don't know that for sure. Like we, like I threw it out yesterday that, yeah, I don't think it's as big of a deal as everybody's making it out to be. Like, I think Philip Peronic is going to be the second highest point getter. I think he's going to spend a lot of time alongside Quinn Hughes, even if he's not lining up there to start games. Mm-hmm. I still think we're going to see Heronic and Hughes kind of be the most consistent partners together. That's what I think. But I'm curious to see how it's all going to work because look, there's, there's no debating that this is still a thin blue line, right? Like, they still aren't a, you know, crazy good blue line. They still have a lot to prove. I'm curious how it's going to work. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Hughes and Hrona getting the majority. Is that what you're saying there? I don't think that's going to be the thing. I don't think they're going to get a time. I actually I think, don't think they're going to get that much time together. I think Heronic by the end of the year, will be Hughes' most consistent D partner. Ooh. Not including Ethan Bear, I guess. Another, if Ethan Bear comes in December. Put a dinner and two cokes on that. I guarantee I bet he I bet he's not. I bet he's not uh who this could be interesting. Well, I bet that he's who is Hughes' most consistent partner in terms of ice time? Is it Cole McWard, Chris? I don't think it's going to be Philip Heronic consistently. Like as the lineup is set, and I I, I just don't think he's going to be all year long. It's going to be the, the main partner. I think that, yes, you're going to get him late in games. Yes, you're going to get him when you're trailing. Yes, you're going to get him after penalty kills. But I don't think you're going to see a lot of games where he starts as his partner. I think that's too weak no, for the top No, that's not four. what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying you're going to have McWard, <laughs> Myers, and Ronick shift with Hughes. And I think Hironic is going to shift a lot more than those other two guys. That's what I think. Yeah, I think they'll find a guy that makes – like. You know, you brought up Ian Cole yesterday, and I think a lot of people in this market, maybe not enough people are talking about it. I found it interesting yesterday, the stuff that Frank said about Ian Cole in a locker room, right? Like, you know, he does have the, what was it, nine playoffs, nine seasons in a row Ian Cole's made the playoffs, and he's won, like, what, a few Stanley Cups, I think, for sure. Um, so I think like, I think Ian Cole's going to get his look, and I feel like that might be the guy that they find that ends up making a lot of sense. Or Carson Soucy, right? It might end up being him. Um, I guess we'll have to see what happens here, but I I. I don't think it's. I don't think by the end of the season, the the most ice time for Quinn Hughes' partner is going to be Philip Peronic. I would bet on that against you. Two, a dinner and two cokes, I'd take that bet easy. You're just trying to cancel out the bet that it looks no, very no, 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 clear no. that you're now going to lose. Quinn Hughes is absolutely scoring twenty this year. Three goals in two preseason <laughs> games. Mister Chris Faber sweats every time no, Quinn Hughes gets the puck in the I mean, zone. What does it say about this Vancouver Canucks team that you and I are making like? bets that we both feel on the opposite sides of about Quinn Hughes, right? Like that's where the big questions are with this team. It's the partner for Quinn Hughes. Um, you're talking about the goals and stuff. I know, but I just think that uh, that's a spot, man. Like I, to, to circle back, I guess on Cal foot, like, you know, I, I feel a little bit like that guy's an option to try. He's 24 years old. He's six foot four. Like I know that he's the son of one of the coaches, but I still think that they're going to be able to find a guy here late into the waiver season I guess you could call it as the regular season approaches I think they can find a guy that they'd be 
half decently comfortable with playing alongside Quinn Hughes and being a little bit more confident than they do with Cole McWard, who doesn't have more, he doesn't have double digit games in the NHL. Like, I don't know. I, it's just the way I, I look at it because I think that rookies learn so much in that first year of playing in the NHL. I mean, it's great for Cole McWard to learn on the side of Quinn Hughes, but it's also going to be very difficult when you start getting top six matchups for every single game as a guy breaking into the NHL. Cole McWard's got his word cut out for him if that's his spot. Just the way we're talking about it, like, that's Cole McWard's spot. Yeah, right. We spent all offseason, all offseason. Who's the partner for Quinn Hughes? Nobody said Cole McWard. Nobody. No. So, anyways, um, I still don't think they're going to claim foot. Were you at all surprised they didn't get that guy from uh, Ottawa? That nobody put in a claim for that guy? Jacob Bernard Docker? No, I mean, he was a really good NCAA player. Um, I've seen him in the AHL a few times. He didn't really, like, pop. Reminded me of watching Phil Well, Robert. he had two assists, right? Yeah. And, like... But like you know, yeah. I remember watching Philip Broberg out there in uh, in Abbotsford, thinking, "Gee, I had no idea who was in the lineup until the end of the game." And that's uh, similar stuff with Bernard Docker, a guy that was probably pretty excited about when he was in the NCAA. But just when they get to the pro level, they just have to, you know, it happens so often, right? Like you, you you're a great player in junior, you're a great player in the NCAA, like Adam Gaudet, right? Really good player in the NCAA. They got to change their game. They just have to. They aren't at that level, you know. If you're if you're putting up points like. You know, when Adam Gaudet, like, won the Hobie Baker. If he would have done that in, like, his freshman season, you're like, okay, you can probably do that at the NHL. It's the same way of, like, Adam Fantilli last year in the NCAA. You're like, oh, he could probably do what he's doing right now in the NHL. But you go through a three-, four-year career, and you're not, like, a Hobie Baker winner in your first couple of years, like, your game's got to change a little bit when you go to pro hockey. It's the same with the guys coming out of junior. Arshdeep Baines is a good example of how to do that change. So, um, for Bernard Docker, probably just needs a little bit of a reset in the NHL, and Kind of probably a similar situation to Vasily Podkolzin, I guess a little bit of a lower quality prospect uh, and been around the league a little bit longer for uh, JBD. But, like, I I think it'll be interesting. I I wasn't surprised that they didn't pick him up. I think that I would personally rather take a a go at Cal Foote than I would with Bernard Docker, personally. Even though you're telling me you you can't play for your kid or anything. We'll find out. We'll find out uh, 11 o'clock tomorrow. We'll find out if he's claimed. Yeah. find out. Okay, Betway, get us out of here. here we go. Uh, also, I'm wearing my Jays hat. Few people asked about it. I know Yerky was in the chat giving me crap about wearing a Jays hat. Love it. Look, Mariners are out. This is Canada's team right now. Who wants to see them? I, I like to see the Minnesota Twins win a game. It was cool that they won a playoff game, but I don't know. I don't have any like affiliation with the Minnesota Twins. There's nothing about the Twins that's making me, oh, I really hope the Twins, who stumbled to the division win in the worst division in pro sports. I don't know. I'm not going to get onto baseball, but I'm rooting for the Jays, man. Yeah, no, I'm with you. My, uh, my video is going to be a little bit behind here. I think, uh, try to open up a new page. Blue Jays. All right. Um, let's get to our Betway bet of the day. Get it up here. I'm frozen. Um, our Betway bet of the day. We're going to the Selkie quads. We're going with Elias (laughs) Pedersen to win the Selkie. Hey, Plus 1,400. I'm not taking this because he's the front runner. I'm taking this because of the odds you're getting. The outright winner of the Selkie Trophy for Elias Pettersson, $10 bet's going to return you $150. You're at plus 1,400 on Elias Pettersson. I just think the odds are strong here. You've got very good odds here for Elias Pettersson, I think, to win the Selkie. I mean, you're talking, you know, like I said, a $1 bet would return you 15 A $10 bet's going to get you 150 I, I like those odds. Are we, uh, are we, uh, are we, well, I'm not because I'm voting, but you might have a vote. No, I don't, I can't can't vote vote on it. No, I'm PHWA, can't, can't vote on hockey or, uh, bet. You can vote on hockey. No, I can't, well, I can't vote either. I haven't gotten the the option to. I got to talk to (laughs) Frank about that. You will soon. Uh, The other thing I want to bring up. No, was there any other value? I have the other list here. Part two of the, uh, bet. Look at that. And Aaron split it up into two. He knew I screwed up again and gave him a big long. Good work, Aaron. Good stuff over there. Here are the here are the rest of the odds for the top. Uh, what's a uh, eleven, twelve, eleven, twelve? How many people? Are, I can't count. Quads my eyes. I'm getting old. Twelve. Uh, the top it. twelve. Uh, top twelve people here. Players for the Selkie. Oh, I'm losing it. I'm losing it again in the bedway in the bedway segment. <laughs> the bedway. Um, I just think Elias Pettersson at plus fourteen hundred. You know, you got uh, Alex Barkov at plus a thousand. Mitch Marner at a thousand. Uh, Elias, Elias, no, Elias Lindholm at plus 1,400, same as Elias Pettersson. Uh, man, Austin Matthews, you know he's going to get some votes. He's got plus 1,800. Phil Deneau at plus 1,800. Ryan Reeves plus 2,000. 
I'm sorry. The guy who sticks out to me the most for the value here is Elias Patterson at plus 1400. That's why uh, I picked it there. Sure. In terms of value, I absolutely agree with you. But if you're actually, I don't know, like Nico Heischer, I think that's my pick. Plus 500. Second on my ballot last year. Mm. Second on my ballot last year. Uh, Patrice Bergeron was the only guy I had ahead of him. If I had to redo my ballot and you told me I couldn't put Patrice Bergeron on it, Nico Heischer's first and I'm not really hesitating. And then for after Nico Heischer, I was trying to figure out, okay, three to five, who do I have? Who do I want to put on this? But I knew Nico Heischer was for sure my number two. And now Patrice Bergeron's gone. He sure is probably my number one if he repeats what he did last year. Hmm. Yeah, and that's why I guess. He's and of course, plus... I will not be uh, betting on this. <laughs> no, I don't think. I th- literally just think he just gives insider information or something. But no, you didn't say you were going. You didn't no, say no. who you're voting for. Um, so you're. It all... depends on the season. That's of what course. I'm saying. Is last yeah. season. Well, that's the thing that, and that's why I think the Selkie's going to be so different this year. Was people going into the season there? Uh, you know, voting for Bergeron probably by the end of the year, right? But now with him out of the league, hey. It's a wide-open race. That's why I like Pedersen coming up and taking a step this year. He's already on the radar, right? Like, he got votes last year. I think the Selkie's so yeah. important to be on the radar. It's the same with the Norris. So, um, yeah, plus $1,400. $10 bet's going to return you $150, and then you can take uh, you, know, you take that $150, and you can invest it into the uh, Fortune 500 or the uh, the NASDAQ or uh, Dogecoin. And, what are you talking about? And then you can buy yourself a house 12 years down the road. you got to eat the rich. All right, I'm done here. What? Okay. Something like um, that. Yeah, I think you're just saying things you see on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You got to publish it. Yeah. Um, I've got a uh, I've got a bird cam. People are asking for it. Okay. Everybody's asking if you choose to play at Betway, uh, 19 plus you must be. I don't know why I said that like that. Yoda, but yeah. 19 plus to play. If you choose to play, please play responsibly. Bert is actually in the room right beside. Yeah, I was going to say we can't get like, a live could... live shot. Yeah. I could go get him, but like he should still sleep. Yeah, I got work to do after this. And he's fast asleep. You don't you don't wake a sleeping dog. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. So we'll close it out there. Uh, for my co-host Chris Faber and our technical producer Aaron Bordado, our thanks again to Wyatt Arndt, the Stanchion, for joining us on this episode. Uh, my name's Dave Jelly. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. See you, Abby. Let's go. Canucks Conversation with Quads and Faber. New episodes every weekday, 1.30 across the board, except for Wednesdays, 1 o'clock. We'll see you there live on the Canucks Army YouTube channel. For more information, visit CanucksArmy.com. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 